Thanksgiving and Christmas, so there won't be a better time to upgrade your set before the holidays. Moss Holders carries tons of high-quality, solid wood dining groups, as well as less expensive options for those on a budget. Stop by our 18,000-square-foot showroom and see all that Moss Holders has to offer. Moss Holders Dining Room Sale, going on now. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Are you finally ready to build your dream home? Hi, I am Brittany Gerzalka, First Northern Bank of Wyoming, here to assist you with finding your lot and constructing your dream home. First Northern Bank has competitive rates, 12-month interest-only loans, with a one-time origination fee from lot to long-term financing. Our local process ensures fast approvals, in-house draw process, and local inspections for no additional fees. First Northern Bank, making your dream home a reality. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 449-286. This is Floyd Whiting, and I wanted to welcome you to Jackalope's Explore, the new video podcast from Sheridan Media. This is unlike any other podcast. We do a deep dive into the jackalope hole on a myriad of topics. UFOs? Yep. Bigfoot? Oh yeah. Local, national, and global politics? You betcha. Social media and conspiracies? Yeah. Join the Jackpack Weekly at SheridanMedia.com, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. ERA Carroll Realty, Wyoming Corporate Office, and First Federal Savings Bank ask you to help them fill the bus with food for the food group and the 700 school children assisted with weekend meals. It's as easy as finding the food group bus this Saturday in the Ridley's parking lot from 10 to 2, then donating a food item from the food list found at SheridanMedia.com. Cash donation are also welcome. Come on, Sheridan, help fill the bus for the food group, making a difference one kid at a time. Christy Kinghorn of Buffalo Realty would like to talk to you about 38 Ridge Lane near Buffalo. This beautiful three-bedroom solar home in the country has breathtaking views of the Bighorns, spacious kitchen and dining area with a formal living room and a separate office or family room. A wrought iron fenced-in yard is well landscaped. Plus, there's a small reservoir on the property. The home and 15.66 acres can be sold separate from the other 138 acres. If interested, call Christy Kinghorn at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now... Your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Morning and welcome to Public Pulse. This morning, I am joined by Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter Operations Manager, Cindy Pop, and Dog Lead, Emmy Whiting. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Now, you did bring somebody along with you. Who did you bring with you? So we brought Delilah. She is a pit, and (laughs) she just got up when I said her name. She's about seven years old. And she came to the shelter after, you know, kind of living a little bit of a rougher life. Um, but she's very happy at the shelter. She has bonded with everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is a really friendly dog. Oh, my goodness. She loves everyone. So friendly. She went to the fall festival at Landon's. And we found out how much she loves kids and babies. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Uh, usually there's a misconception of pities yeah. uh, kind of the world over. You know, it's it's a lot like. Uh, uh, certain other things where it's just it's who owns them Mm -hmm. it's it's not not what they are yeah it's who owns them who trained them Mm -hmm. and who brought them up to be that way and they do have to have training they're they're just inherently big muscular dogs and 
they have to have the proper training otherwise they're going to misbehave and potentially you know hurt someone on accident just by running into them yeah because <laughs> yeah. they're just so large <laughs> I've, like i've known a few pities uh in the past and to be honest with you i've never met and i know they're out there but i've never met an aggressive one mm-hmm. uh everybody who who had had pities in my past took really good care of them they're kind of like big muscle babies yeah. if oh, you yeah. want the truth and if you take care of them well you give them the proper training they are wonderful dogs and she's extremely friendly yes uh, she gets along with dogs cats and now we know kids that's so, fantastic yep. that's great to hear i know our, our our own ron richter has seen her a time or two <laughs> and he absolutely uh loves her he told me the other day he had to talk himself out of taking her home <laughs> Uh, but uh, so she's not going to have too much difficulty finding a home. I imagine I someone so. will come sweep her up pretty yeah. quick. Yeah, I think the only you know factor would be her age. She is a senior dog, technically. Um, and she also does have thyroid medication that she has to take. So. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. So are there any quirks or, or tips about her? Other than that? Really? Not really. I mean, she she's a really easygoing dog. She loves to cuddle. And she is going to be the most excited dog to see you when you come home. <laughs> is she that way? Yes, she I will tell. That I will say that from experience. Yes. Yeah. Well, you better have a big lap because that is a good size uh, <laughs> dog right there. But she is extremely friendly, folks. And if you want to take a look at her, her name's Delilah. Head on down to the shelter. Uh, get to know her a little bit. Introduce yourself. How have things been over there at the shelter, Cindy? Things have been busy. Really? Um, more on the intake side it's just been kind of chaotic it's we've been very full for a very long time and it's been hard to get them out i think this month on the dog side we've had six adoptions is that is that low emmy i'd say it's pretty low especially for the amount of animals that we have um because our kennels are full so um I just opened up a few so I can hopefully call people that have been waiting to surrender their dogs to us. So, um, How big is your waiting list right now? I think two pages. Oh, my yeah, goodness. I think the last yeah. time I counted for my board report, it was like 24, 25 dogs. Yeah. Cindy, how many dogs you got over there right now? I don't know how. I think it's about 30, yeah, around four there. maybe. I know we have 175 animals total. In the building? In the building. My goodness. Um, And I'm pretty sure about like 34 dogs. Yeah, because it's about 130 cats. Yeah. Wow. 133, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Now, on your Facebook the other day, you guys did put up photos, so I I can kind of burst this secret. Uh, There are puppies over there and they, they yeah they're as adorable as you think they oh might be oh, gosh. they and are they just are, little pudgy d- adorable they are very pups. sweet they're start you know they're starting to have their own personalities mm-hmm. i get the one <laughs> whenever i clean the kennel there's one little pudgy one that walks right up to me every time and wants a pet <laughs> um right now we are not taking applications or reservations on them because they are not ready to go away from mama okay so about how long if we were to guesstimate on that I'd say close to another month. Close to another month. Yeah, because they have to be spayed and neutered before Mm -hmm. we can send them out. Now, I've seen the mom. Uh, Confusing. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What the heck are these dogs? And and do you think? Uh, So for Mama, my best guess would be 
an Aussie Chihuahua mix. And I know that sounds very odd, and she looks odd, but she is about 30 pounds, blue Merle Aussie coloring, and she's got the head shape of a Chihuahua. (laughs) Yes. So that's my best guess. As for the pups, obviously Aussie. Yeah, but the dad was something big. had to be much bigger. Really? Because I think, I think they're going to be bigger than Mama. They really? are. Yes, they definitely are. They're what three weeks now? Yeah, and they're already bigger <laughs> than her head. Oh, so. Wow! <laughs> wow! They're just so. Cute. I don't know how she does it. When you see them all lined up feeding, I she has to like stretch all the way out. She doesn't have enough room for all of them to be side by side. Yeah. And they're just going to get bigger. They're just going to get bigger. Wow. Well, best of luck to Mama Dog over there. About (laughs) another month, folks, uh, you might be able to head on over there. How many of them are there? There are seven. Seven little pups. And Uh, two of them are boys. The rest are are girls. girls. Oh, wow. Okay. So the males, there's not that many males, mostly females. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, uh, so when you adopt puppies out do you mm-hmm. also spay and neuter them as well yes 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 and so that's, that's why we have to wait yeah because they have to be old enough to get spayed and neutered and have their first round of vaccines at least okay um if people do get them earlier than six months is it six months or four months for rabies four months for rabies. four months so if they get them earlier than four months um, they won't have their rabies vaccine because they have to be four months to get their rabies vaccine. Okay. Yes. All right. Just good information to know. <laughs> now, what what strange pets do you have over there? Because uh, you also put something else on Facebook, which <laughs> I thought was uh, pretty cute and a little odd. Tell me about the goose. Oh, my goodness. I cannot wait to tell you about the goose. <laughs> so... <laughs> We have a domesticated goose over there right now. Um, He was just found wandering in town, waddling in town, I might say. (laughs) And um, our community service officer brought him to us. No one has claimed him, and he did become ours. Mm -hmm. So we have him up for adoption right now. Um, I guess I keep calling him him, but I am not sure if it's a female. I think it's a female, because when I was looking (laughs) up what I thought the breed was, it's like some Asian breed. Uh Uh-huh. I, so it's, I can't remember it's the always name just of it. hard to tell it's so on hard. birds oh yeah, yeah. if they're male or female but I, I always call him a boy anyway so um <laughs> he has a boy name but as soon as officer Boone brought him to us he went right into my arms for a big old goose hug and it was one of the best days of my life so <laughs> now a goose hug for people who might not know this they kind of wrap their neck yes, around you a little bit they yeah do. <laughs> And he's so incredibly sweet. He's got a great demeanor. Um, and I know you're like, what What would I do with a goose? Well, all he wants to do is hang out. Yep. So so he's literally kind of like a domesticated pet. Yes. Yeah. Not really like a farm goose. This is somebody who wants to hang out with you like yep. a dog. Well, both. I mean, he could be outside, inside, and he's going to say hi to us. So. That's incredible. Yeah. All right. So there's a goose available over mm-hmm. there as well who's got uh, a pretty good temperament. Uh, <laughs> if, if you were looking for a cuddle goose, they've got one there. What, Cindy, you've been there a number of years. What yeah. is the strangest animal that oh, someone man. has brought to you guys, to your memory? Because, I mean, you guys have had fish, lizards. We've had some crazy stuff. Um, I'd have to say a coyote. Really? We've had a coyote. And it was domesticated. It was domesticated. My yeah, it was goodness. somebody's pet. It came in as a stray. They came and got it. We didn't have him for very long. 
<laughs> and I'm glad for it because they're wily little creatures. Clever. Uh, yes. Actually, I was so scared because I hadn't been there very long, and I was working in the stray area. And, you know, the night before, we had this coyote in a kennel, and then I go come in in the morning, and he's gone. And I'm like, oh, my God. Did I leave a gate open? Did somebody come and grab him? Like, did they break in? I have no idea. And I'm looking all over for this coyote. And I'm like, I cannot find it. And I finally look up. I hear something up. And at the top of the kennels, on most of them, it just is like a wall, and it ends before it hits a ceiling. Right. It's standing on that little wall. On the wall. Mm -hmm. And it's like just a thin wall. It doesn't look like it'd be big enough for a dog or anything to stand on and he's just standing up there like bouncing between the kennels yes oh my goodness (laughs) i I was with cindy when this happened (laughs) so So it wasn't just that he was up there he was actually traversing around around the room and i'm I'm so thankful he didn't jump down with any of the dogs you know because who knows but i had to put we had to move him into the other side we have like four kennels that have gates or like a chain link fence that goes all the way up to the ceiling for specifically four dogs that can jump (laughs) between them so i had to put him in there so that he wouldn't do that again Mm -hmm. coyotes the ninjas of the canine world right Mm -hmm. we also had a fox once we did foxes i could see a little bit more than a coyote uh maybe it's just because you know growing up in wyoming yeah we look around then dirty coyotes you know they're, <laughs> yeah, they're right. kind of scavengers mm-hmm. you know but a fox uh it, foxes are beautiful absolutely beautiful animals so i could i could see that oh yeah uh you know and and living here in wyoming i've, I've known a few people that have actually owned and and removed a, a stink bag from a skunk oh, back yeah. in the 1980s that was a general practice um i've known people with raccoons i've yep. actually seen a few raccoons you need to get licenses to own yeah. all of these animals uh, you can't you can't just own those <laughs> you have to have a special license now when we're talking about the animals that you're bringing in you said that you're receiving a lot more than you're putting out mm-hmm. unfortunately what are your theories as to why we're receiving so many animals you know um, a lot of it, I feel like, is housing. It's housing. People I, aren't I would agree. able to find housing that allows animals. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of it, too, is just they're not able to handle the animals that they do get. Um, I've run into quite a few of that. You know, maybe they got a shepherd. And they don't know and they don't, a shepherd. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I've seen that or, myself. You, you know, know, big dogs, and they just don't know how to train them, can't handle them, so they want to give them up. Um, there's a lot of different reasons, yeah. but... You know, farmers and ranchers have bred these shepherds to do a job, to be a working dog. Mm-hmm. They have the endurance, they have the, the strength, the sprint strength to them and the intelligence Mm -hmm. they need to be entertained and they need to be worked Uh, you can't really get a shepherd and then house it in an apartment right 24 hours a day seven days a week it just doesn't work out the animal kind of goes a little nuts and i think if people understood that a little bit more i think uh everyone would get along a little bit better on that note we'll be right back with the sheridan dog and cat shelter right after this you're listening to public pulse on 930 kroe and 103.9 fm sheridan
Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Toys for Tots of Sheridan is receiving these funds for random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Fall into wellness with Atlas Chiropractic and the healing touch of Dr. Colin Hardy. As the leaves change, so can your approach to health. Dr. Hardy is dedicated to the transformative power of chiropractic care during this vibrant season of change. Whether you're seeking relief from seasonal discomfort or wish to elevate your overall wellness, Atlas Chiropractic is your haven. Their tailored treatments backed by years of experience ensure that you're not just surviving, you're thriving. Don't let discomfort hold you back. Embrace life's beauty to the fullest. Go to visit Dr. Colin Hardy and welcome the fall season with open arms and a healthy spine. Call 672-6000 for an appointment. 672-6000. Atlas Chiropractic. Nurturing your well-being one adjustment at a time. Are you ready to turn a page on your career? McDonald's restaurants in Sharon have an exciting opportunity. McDonald's is on the lookout for a dynamic full-time shift manager to lead the team, starting at an impressive $21 per hour. This open-to-close position, including weekends, offers stability and opportunities for advancement. This shift manager position has a starting pay of $21 per hour. Visit McHire.com to submit your application online or drop by any McDonald's location in Sheridan to pick up an application the hunt is on at sportsman's warehouse are you ready check your gear and then check this week's country bounty for the sportsman's warehouse sale flyer it's got everything you need and probably things you've been wanting that are on sale savings on rifles bows ammo camp gear and accessories clothing footwear it's store wide the hunt is on at sportsman's warehouse see the flyer this week in the country bounty and shop sportsman's warehouse on brunnage lane in sheridan where they're always open seven days a week Hi, everybody. Trevor Jackson back with you as we get ready for more high school football action on Friday night. The Sheridan Bronx go back on the road. It's a battle of number one against number two as the Bronx take on the Cheyenne's T-Birds. And we've got all the action for you live. Our broadcast begins with the first Federal Bank and Trust pregame show at 530. We kick it at 6 o'clock. And it's all live on KWYO 1410 AM, 106.9 FM, and our live video web stream at sharedamedia.com. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. Proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. <laughs> This morning, I'm speaking with the manager of operations out of the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter, Cindy Pop, and dog lead, Emmy Whiting. All right, we've got a spaghetti dinner comedy night coming up. What is this thing going to be about? So we're calling it a long-timer story. And basically, we are discussing cats and dogs that have been at the shelter for over six months and you know have had a harder time getting adopted but the the comedy is about their personalities and you know what they like to do and their quirks mm -hmm. and how fun they are you know so it's it's really exciting um and it's our our big fundraiser event we have struggled to get 
seats filled, so there's still plenty of tickets available. So we're going to have a comedian get up there and basically talk about these dogs, introduce you to these dogs, yeah. and I imagine cats. Dogs yeah. and yep. cats. We have two cats, and we have um, two dogs and then a bonded pair of dogs. So four dogs total, but one of them's bonded. So. How long has the longest resident been over there at the shelter? So that would be Mo. <laughs> I, for I, dogs. For Mo, Mo for dogs. Um, for cats. That, for that cats. Cindy's question. Yeah. <laughs> for cats, that would be Milo. Um, he's been there since January 12th of 2021. Mm. So uh, two years. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, any particular reason um, that you can think of? Maybe. Mm. Well, he's a black cat. And typically, black cats have a harder time getting out of the shelter. That's just like a n- national statistic. Like, yeah. It's everywhere. Really? Yes. Kind of like how hotels refuse to put the 13th floor in their mm-hmm. elevators. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Everyone it's thinks it's like an unlucky superstition. Yeah. yeah, that's insane. That's crazy yeah. how that works um, out. So he's a black cat. He's a chunkier guy. I don't know. I like him, but he can be a little sassy. Yeah. He, I mean, he's a cat. A cat. Bit of a yeah. spicy personality, yeah. He can what be a, a little sassy. What about Mo? What, what's going on with Mo? So uh, Mo, I think our the, the reason we've had a hard time adopting Mo is mainly for medical issues. He's had um, vasculitis in his ear, which means his ear kept breaking open and bleeding. Yeah, And it's been a really tough condition mm-hmm. to manage, and we've been managing it with medication for so long, but recently we decided just take that tip of the ear off and get it healed up, and he is doing amazing. Yeah, a but, lot better since you guys just had to go ahead and amputate. Yes. And then another issue he was having <laughs> was what we call happy tail. And happy tail is when a dog wags their tail so much and so hard that they break it open and it bleeds. Wow. And he's got a big tail. And so it, it just hit everything. Everything. And it's almost impossible to heal. Yes. I've had it in my personal dogs. And after a while, the vet's just like, just take the tip off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <it's>... So <laughs> recently we did do that as well, um, just to try to get him to be able to be a dog again. Because even when... You know, he had these issues. He couldn't run outside. He couldn't play in the tubs because he the had tubs to have a bandage would, on. Yeah, or the something. tubs would break it open or yeah. possibly get it infected. So now we're really hopeful that because he's still healing, he's in the healing process right now. Um, but we're really hopeful that he can just have fun and be a dog again. That's and, fantastic. Yeah, and he's a wonderful, wonderful mm-hmm. dog. He acts so sweet. Acts like a fool in his kennel a yeah. little bit because he's stir crazy. Um, like we were talking about earlier. But when you get him out of his kennel, he loves to play. I've never seen a dog with more ball drive. Loves to play fetch. Um, he loves taking walks, mm-hmm. hanging out outside. He loves water. I mean, he's so he'd just, be great for yeah. a good, active person who yeah. wants yeah. a dog to take to the park, yeah. play some fetch, mm-hmm. run around, and just kind of have with him all the time. Yes. Uh, you know, a lot of dog personalities are that way. Tell me when this comedy night's going to happen. Do you know the date of it, Cindy? I'm sorry, I forgot. Um, <laughs> I believe it's October 15th, 13th. And where are we going to have this? So it's going to be at the Shrine Center. Yeah, at the Shrine. Yeah, and the event itself is at 5.30 p.m. And doors open at 5. 
So um, we're hoping to get everyone in the door and ready to go by 5.30 so we can serve that dinner and get those comedians started on what they're going to do. Now, where can I pick tickets up? <laughs> you, can, uh, you can get them at the shelter. You can either call um, and do it with a card, or you can send in a check, or you can come in personally and do it, too. All right. Now, you just looked it up. What's the date on that? So it is October 13th. October 13th at <laughs> <My> 5.30. <memory. laughs> Doors are going to open up at 5. Yes. Uh, there's going to be a dinner. Yes. Um, spaghetti and, you know, all the fixings, I think. So. Yeah. And um, also, there will be a silent auction as well. So that, that will be fun to participate in. What are some of the the items that are getting auctioned off? Are these services from around town or is this kind of dog friendly stuff? There's only one I know of because I'm not involved in taking the auction items, but it's this, we have these um, metal design dogs outside of the shelter. A lot of people ask them about that, ask us about them and ask if we're selling them and we're not, they're just decoration. Um, but they're basically made out of like old parts, you know, yeah. and they're made into the shape of a dog. So like a shovel and things like that. Um, we are act- actually um, one of the, the auction items is one of those, a dog and it's a brand new one. So not not the ones that have been used at the shelter for years, but it's this little wiener dog <laughs> and it's made out of all these metal parts. It's so, so cute. If you're a dog lover, you're going to love it. Oh, that's fantastic. All right. Well, I'm really hoping that uh, some folks jump on the ball there. October 13th, 5.30 p.m., you're going to have a spaghetti dinner and a comedy night talking about the personalities of these animals who've uh, kind of been at the shelter a little longer than than we want. Yes. but, you know, every time I talk to you about these long timers, there might be something like with the ear and the mm-hmm. tail thing. Mm-hmm. But they generally are of good temperament and get yes. along with everybody else. Yeah. I mean, when you get these long timers, is that what you see? Do you see, like, m- medical ailments kind of being the big problem as to why someone just doesn't scoop them up? You know, I think a lot of the time it's, at least for dogs, because I'm just speaking on the dog side, it's... It takes time to develop a relationship with some of these dogs, too. Like Merle and Melvin, um, we've discussed them before on the show. They came from a really rough situation with abuse and hoarding and, you know, just not a good environment for them. And they take a while to warm up. And, you know, they're going to be different dogs at home. They're going to require a little bit more work and a little bit more patience because they they need that they have had a tough life yeah yeah <laughs> and i think you know especially with today's society we're all impatient i'm impatient i get that but i i do think a lot of these dogs require more patience mm-hmm. and sometimes that leads them to be there longer than they should be someone doesn't want to make that type of commitment to get to the point where yeah. they consider them to be yeah. a quote-unquote good dog and not everyone does have the time to mm-hmm. make that commitment either and we understand that completely because we want we want the dog to be the right fit for your family too, not just you know give you a dog and yeah. <laughs> call yeah. it good. We want we want it to work out. We want you to have a happy life with this dog, and we want the dog to have a happy life too. And sometimes that takes a little while. Yes, uh, you know I've got a story as to why I didn't want dogs in uh, back in my life. I, I adopted a dog and. This was long before people started using, uh, you know, the word Karen or the name Karen (laughs) in that, you know, negative light. But I named her Karen. (laughs) And she was just tough. 
to have. Um, so I decided, you know, it's it's just too much. And, and a friend yeah. of mine managed to find a, a nice, believe it or not, really did find a nice farm for her to go live on, nice. which was exactly what she wanted. Yeah. I should have never adopted that dog. I don't know if it was an impulse thing, <laughs> you know. I was in strange places in my life mm-hmm. and felt that I needed a friend. But that was a mistake on my behalf. And so that's why I've always been very apprehensive about Mm -hmm. adopting animals, bringing them into the home sense. Because Mm -hmm. I was one of the individuals who had no business owning a dog. (laughs) And and so I can see that, you know. Uh, And I can also see people's reasons as to why they do Mm -hmm. want one. So just go down there, folks. Get to know some of these long-timers. You may have your best friend sitting in a kennel right now and you don't even know it ladies i want to thank you for coming in this morning and uh speaking with me about this and i'm, I'm hoping that uh, those tickets start to get purchased for that spaghetti dinner because boy the shelter could sure sure use the yes. help thank you thank you thank you all right when we come back we're going to speak with the sheridan advocacy and resource center you're listening to public pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 fm sheridan Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Toys for Tots of Sheridan is receiving these funds for a random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment Member FDIC. Hi, this is Colton Bates with the Best Real Estate Team, and I'm curious. Do you love your home? If so, great. We hope you continue to cherish what you can call yours. But if you had conversations with people who say that the right home for them is hopeless, the market has its challenges, but we don't want your friends, family, and people you know to feel like home ownership is impossible. So we're asking, do you know anyone looking for a new situation, whether it's their first home or a new home? Best is here to provide creative ideas and help those you know feel more prepared and hopeful than ever before. Call me, Colton, at 675-BEST or visit bestwi.net for all of your real estate needs. Proudly brokered by EXP. It's the captain here with Captain Clean. Professional carpet cleaning is our expertise. All of us clean our bed sheets and dirty clothes routinely, but why not our carpets? It's gross. Even if you take your shoes off, your carpets are always getting dirty. Just call the captain for your 100% free estimate or to schedule your next carpet cleaning. Captain Clean, 672-0726. Affordable options for healthy living. Your search for office supplies starts right here at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. We've stocked our office supply department with supplies that meet your everyday work challenges. Our online store at SheridanCommercial.com where you can explore and discover exclusive deals and compare prices with a few clicks. So whether you prefer the in-store experience at 303 Broadway or the digital office store at SheridanCommercial.com, the Sheridan Commercial Company and office supply store is your partner. Open seven days a week. Brackleton's Fine Food and Spirits invites you to enjoy our lunch menu with popular choices like our ahi tuna bowl with ahi tuna, soy marinade, peanuts and scallions, wonton chips, wasabi aioli, and sesame seeds. Or our turkey lettuce cups, Asian ground turkey, lettuce, cilantro, peanuts, hot sauce, or maybe our fish and frites, battered cod, shoestrings, and spicy slaw. Lunch at Brackleton's where good food is good mood on Main Street, downtown Sheridan. 
Ride for a great cause. Old Man G, Buddies RC, and Sheridan Media are coming together Saturday, September 30th for the 11th Annual Poker Christmas Wish Campaign, helping people in need during the holidays. Ride or drive for only $10 a poker hand. Sign up, start at the No Name at 10 a.m., then enjoy the ride. Ending back at the No Name for the final draw. Kickstands are up at noon. Ride or drive for a great cause. The Christmas Wish Poker Run, Saturday, September 30th. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. The upcoming month of October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. According to the Wyoming Department of Health, an astounding 33.9% of women and 30.5% of men in the cowboy state have experienced intimate partner physical violence, sexual violence, or stalking within their lifetimes. According to our own Sheridan Police Department, over the past five years, the SPD has responded to an average of 103 intimate partner domestic calls each year. In the year of 2022, the department responded to 100 incidents of domestic violence here within the city. Joining me for the second part of the show this morning is the executive director of the Advocacy and Resource Center, Yvonne Swanson, and victims advocate, Rachel Larimore. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, Yvonne, um, big month coming up. And for those who may not know, because we've had a lot of folks move into town, what is the role of the, of the Advocacy and Resource Center? Well, according to our mission statement, we assist victims of violent crime, domestic violence, sexual assault, and stalking victims, and, and all violent crimes, so DUI accidents, survivors of homicide, home evasion, burglary, criminal entry, property damage, things like that. Anytime a person has experienced trauma, um, and doesn't feel safe, the Advocacy and Resource Center um, assists those people with all sorts of different services. And that's one thing that I'm really glad that you kind of pointed out, because you and I, we speak a lot on domestic violence and things like that, but you mm -hmm. guys help every victim of a violent crime. So if it, it's not just uh, you know where the victims of domestic violence go, it's where individuals who have suffered an incident involving a violent crime can go get help. What do I do now? There's right. such a confusion after something like that. You know, victimization is, it steals power. Doesn't it does. It? And I want to tell you, it, it's not just a violent crime. You listed the statistics from the Sheridan Police Department, and that's the Sheridan Police Department, not considering the sheriff's office. Right, yeah. But when they say they assisted 100 people last year, we assisted over 200 of domestic violence. Wow. So many times law enforcement are involved in situations and those are escalated violent situations that either a neighbor or a person in the household called law enforcement to assist with that situation. Yeah. We're helping people of domestic violence who haven't reported it to law enforcement, who are trying to find other solutions to be safe and get out of a not safe situation without involving law enforcement. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm very excited law enforcement is there. Um, they do a lot of good work. And, um, but, but we see a lot more people than are reported to law enforcement. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because these are the ones, like you said, that 
have taken the step or, or someone else needed to take the step to call law enforcement in. A lot of times this is happening behind, I mean, it's domestic violence. It's happening behind closed doors. There's, uh, and, and Rachel, it, when you, when you sit with victims, uh, and you speak with them, there's, there's shame involved, uh, you know, and, and in my opinion, there shouldn't be. Right. And, and you and I both know that this isn't your fault, but you don't want your friends and loved ones knowing about this right absolutely it's embarrassing it's embarrassing for victims and i think that's the most important thing that we try to get across to victims as soon as they sit down on the couch in the intake room is that no one is here to judge you no matter what your situation is and no one is blaming you for the situation that you're in and that kind of gives them the space to finally open up and take a breath exactly exactly uh you know in these situations we look at our home as our ultimate place of peace. Uh, it doesn't matter what happens at work, I get to go to the house uh, and, and sit and do what I want. Uh, but imagine if that place of peace became the ultimate nightmare. You're walking on eggshells everywhere. Everything that I do is gonna upset this other individual. And just waking up in a day could, could set them off. And you never know what that trigger's gonna be. That's gotta be a hell. Absolutely. And And you, you don't like openly talking about that but if you guys you give them an opportunity to sit and just be for a moment yes before we get into anything too serious yeah yeah we're not going to interrogate them we're not going to ask prying questions right off the bat we want to do whatever they need in the moment yeah yeah and i think that's really important and i'm glad that you said that we're here to do whatever you need right now right and assist you in that and a lot of that is just validation when you talk about shame the shame comes from a couple different places the shame comes from the offender constantly telling them you are worthless you are stupid you deserve this and and a lot of other things and then the shame comes from I shouldn't be here I'm smarter than this I'm better than this how did I let myself get get myself into this the shame comes from you made your bed lie in it right it comes from you know you're responsible for these things so it comes from a lot of different places so what we try to do at the very beginning is you're not crazy Mm -hmm. you're not stupid you shouldn't feel shame because you are surviving the situation and you are resourceful and you are smart and you are brave because look at where you are now. Yeah. So we can only go up from here. But that brings us to the most dangerous part of deciding to leave or when to leave. And Yvonne, I know, you know, I've got this listed down here. I've just listed off all those numbers. You guys are busier down there than what people believe. In the interest of protection, I don't want anything specific to go out, but if someone out there is listening, they're looking for a way out, how does the process work? They take that first big step, and that's probably going to be the hardest part when you finally say, I'm walking through the doors of that advocacy center, or I'm calling. Right, and and they can call our phone number. We have a crisis line, 24-hour crisis line, 307 672 3222. They can reach out to us on Facebook, not so anonymous there. They can, um, you know, email info at arcsheridan.org. They can just show up at our door. You don't need an appointment when you are ready to leave. You can bring a friend, do whatever you need to do to feel comfortable. If you want it to be private, if you make that phone call, we can make arrangements. 
we have safe places that we can meet. We have safe places where we can talk. So it's really led by the victim and the person who is ready to lead to leave on how we proceed. But it is like, it's no judgment. The only thing, we are mandated reporters right. for child abuse. Yeah. yeah. And if we know that a crime is going to be committed, we do have to report those things. But it is their story to tell. It is their journey to, to lead. And we just want to walk alongside them, help them find resources and information and ways to be as safe as they can be. I can't promise safety. Yeah. I can't promise that. I, I can't promise. Could. I know, boy. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, that be great. <laughs> we'll go and arrest everybody and keep them in jail forever. Right. I wish that could happen, but it doesn't always happen. So we find different ways to help that person feel safe. And and everybody has a different idea of what that is. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Maybe it's door locks. Maybe it's relocation. Maybe it's reinforced door jams. Maybe it's cameras. Maybe it's a 911 phone. Maybe, you yeah. know, it could... It could be all sorts of different things, just a safety plan with neighbors or friends and family with your children. Um, and those are the things that when we sit down and talk, that that's the misunderstanding of what the Advocacy and Resource Center does. Rachel will sit with somebody for three, four hours, just listening and finding out what that person's needs are, what their problem is, or what what's, what's their struggles, and then just evaluating what's the next step from there. Rachel, I'm really trying to reach out to any victims out there mm -hmm. uh, who who live this constant life of surveillance, because really that a lot of that comes with that, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Yvonne has told me horror stories about trackers that these individuals can put on their cars, about uh, tracking someone's phone and activity, and mm -hmm. I mean, it's absolutely insane the way that someone can it's scary yeah it's, an it's abuser scary. can right. track their victims throughout the course of the day because it's always been about control isn't right it? Yep. but this has got to be a rough job it is it is but it's it's rough but it's worth it it's, yeah. it's super worth it absolutely yeah. uh, and i think that's the key that people need to understand right. as you're sitting there with me for three to four hours at a time you're right where you want to be aren't you yeah. This isn't a duty. This isn't an obligation. This is what you want to do. Right. And for some of these people, this is where their last stop. They've been through all the other social agencies in town. Everybody's kind of, you know, they've burned all their bridges. So then they're sitting on this couch. That's their last ditch effort, you know. So it's it's great to be the person that's like, we're going to figure something out. I'm not going to fix your life, obviously, but we can figure something out for you. You're not going to leave here with nothing. Yeah. So it's it's good to be that person. It feels good to be that person. And one thing about uh, abusers I've seen in the past is, well, you better not go tell anyone because I know this person and I know that person and they'll tell me that you're talking or they'll tell me if I, if, if you went into the advocacy center, no one in the advocacy center is bought and paid for by anybody. Are they? They are not. No. They are not. We are a safe, confidential place. Um, and, you, I've been doing this work for 18 years, for 18 years, and Rhonda's been there 16 years, um, and and the other advocates, Shelby and Brittany, five years, and we know people. We grew up here. We People know who we are. I can't really go anywhere without people knowing who I am. Right. And if there's a situation where a victim doesn't feel safe talking to one person or another, whether it's because Rhonda's husband's the coach to the soccer team or I'm the PTO president or, you know, things like that, there's another advocate. 
we want you to feel safe. Yeah. We don't talk about your situation and your private things, even within the office. We'll talk about things like, I told them I would help them with this. I told them I would help them with this. So if they call, let them know I can do this. But when it comes down to the intimate details, nobody needs to know. Yeah. Half the time when there's a criminal action going on, I don't need to know. I already know that something bad enough happened, law enforcement's involved and somebody's being charged with a crime. So how do I help you from here? Yeah. I don't have to know all of the details. If you wanna share them, I'm here to listen. But we don't need to know all of the details to be able to help. Yvonne, if, if someone out there is listening right now, it's been on their mind. I'm really thinking about getting out of here. What do I need to build a case? A domestic well, violence case? Yeah, and I know I'm dropping this yeah. one on you, and, and it, you're not a lawyer, I get that. But if I wanted to start accumulating evidence in your 18 years of doing this job, what's the best evidence I can start to build against my abuser? Well, if, if you're looking at, if you're living with a partner and the abuse has been going on for a long time, any documentation, any pictures, um, voice recordings or videos are important. Um, but as scary as it is, calling law enforcement is important. Calling law enforcement and being able to explain what just happened, why it happened, and where the power and control is. Because... It looks different for everybody. Everybody reacts to trauma and a crisis in a different way. And our law enforcement is being trained in how to assess the situation, ask the right questions, and try to figure out exactly what's going on. Can we all be tricked? Yes, mm -hmm. we can be tricked. But um, they can always call an advocate to stand with them and be alongside them also. We work alongside law enforcement, but we don't work for law enforcement. So even working with a victim and a criminal case, we still have that confidentiality. So if a victim tells us something, we might nudge them and be like, that would be important for law enforcement to hear. Yeah. But we can't say it. Even if we were to say it, it's hearsay anyways, so it doesn't really matter anyways. Yeah. But um, we, we want them to be safe. And to build a good case for safety is important. And I want individuals to know that uh, if, if you're the victim of an incident and uh, the police show up, if, if you ask them, can you contact the Advocacy Center, please, uh, they will contact you guys. They will, and, yes. and they will shoot an advocate down there so yes. that Rachel can stand beside me. Mm -hmm. as I give my testimony to yes. the officer or we go wherever we go from there. Right. Um, that's one thing that I do know. Um, I had uh, the captain in here, Lieutenant James Wingley as well, and uh, they spoke very highly of the Advocacy Center and the things that you guys do and how quickly you respond. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that I do want folks to know. You don't have to do this alone. Even if it's just I need someone to stand there and hold my hand. Right. Rachel, you guys are glad to do that, aren't you? Always there, yep. Now, uh, let's talk about some events that are coming up so that we can observe Domestic Violence Month. Um, how is the center observing the upcoming month of October, Yvonne? Well, we share October Awareness Month 
with Breast Cancer Awareness Month too. And they do a lot of activities towards the second half of the month, so I try to take over the first half of the month. <laughs> so um, October 1st, the St. Peter's Episcopal Church for the first time ever is doing a concert series once a month, and they chose the Advocacy and Resource Center to be the first beneficiary of any law oh, offerings. fantastic. Yeah, so they had this idea from, I believe it was New York, um, they had Bono come and just as a venue at, at their Episcopal Church there. And so some some people wanted to do the same thing here in Sheridan. So they are having an organ concert. So amazing local musicians are going to be putting on an organ concert. And I don't think it is like church specific. If, if that is something that might intimidate you going to St. Peter's Episcopal Church, but it's going to be great musicians that are local from four to six on October 1st at the church. And then of course, we're gonna do a proclamation reading and an update to the city council on that Monday, the second. And then on Saturday, um, the seventh, Yep. Yes. Saturday the 7th, we are going to do our annual March Against Family Violence. Um, of course, with the construction downtown, it is a little crazy. So we are meeting at the Best Western. Okay. The Best Western, a little bit before 9 o'clock, we are going to march at 9 a.m. We're going to head south down Main Street. We're going to bypass the rainbow. Yes. No judgment if you right. want to go through the rainbow. <laughs> and then right to the Whitney Commons Park. And um, I believe this is our fourth year of um, awarding an advocacy and action recipient. Um, and this year it's Kayla Laramore. Oh. And so we are excited to award her and celebrate her for being um, a community advocate for victims in Sheridan County. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Have you seen these get bigger and bigger every year, Yvonne? You know, October <laughs> is a tough month, and I believe that I that our support gets bigger and bigger, but the people who show up for our marches, it always depends on the weather. Yeah, yeah. We, very, we will, marches are very weather-dependent, aren't it, they? Yeah, and in, in the beginning of October, it could be rain, snow, sleet, hail, sunshine. It could be anything. It could be 80. Right. It could be 30 with snow and rain. And we did march one year just like that. And, you know, my, my slogan that year was like, advocates are like mailmen, man. We are rain there whenever you need snow. us. Yeah, that's we right. We are there whenever you need us. And we are going to march and we're just going to show our support to victims and show our community that domestic violence doesn't belong here. And we see a lot of things on our national news about how horrible things can be out there and how dangerous things are and victimizations everywhere. Right. Just for walking down the street and wearing a different color. So we just want to show in Sheridan County that that doesn't belong here. I've run out of time, Yvonne. Oh, uh, I want to thank you guys so much for coming in and talking with me. Uh, you and I are going to have a conversation after the show because uh, in October, I want you to come back. All, All right. right. Thank you for listening to Public Pulse on 930K early, 103.9 FM, Sheridan. would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Toys for Tots of Sheridan is receiving these funds for a random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. 
First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment Member FDIC. We've all heard that a bird in the hand makes it hard to blow your nose. Well, the same goes for you holding on to that used 4 before side-by-side snow machine or motorcycle. That's right. You need to get that snotty bird out of your hair and out of the backyard, then Handel's Service Center is the answer. Handel's will take your machine on commission or buy it outright. So save yourself the price of yet another tarp again this winter. See Handel's Service Center today on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. Buy in or sell in used machines. Jim Markle Sr. doesn't talk about his time in Vietnam, but he's carried it with him ever since. It wasn't until 1980, five years after the end of the Vietnam War, that the condition post-traumatic stress disorder was even identified. One minute we're in combat, next minute we're back home. It was just too much. The Wild Film Festival presents Return, a story that documents a father-son trip to Vietnam to hopefully gain an understanding of events that ultimately shape their relationship. He brought something back from Vietnam. He's carried it with him for 40 plus years now, and, and I think he's gonna leave it behind. I hope he can. Return, just one of the films at this year's Y.O. Film Festival, September 28th through October 1st. Also like to see what happened to those units who were left behind. We were supposed to pull a lot of people out of Vietnam, and we just left and abandoned them. See the full lineup and get your tickets at yofilmfest.org. Every three hours in the U.S., a person or vehicle is hit by a train. Every three hours. Making the safe choice is always the right choice, especially around railroad tracks and trains. You can stop track tragedies. Recognize the signs. Make safe choices. Share the message. See tracks. Think train. Visit oli.org to learn more. Sponsored by the Wyoming Association of Broadcasters, Wyoming Operation Lifesaver, and this station. ERA Carroll Realty, Wyoming Corporate Office, and First Federal Savings Bank ask you to help them fill the bus with food for the food group and the 700 school children assisted with weekend meals. It's as easy as finding the food group bus this Saturday in the Ridley's parking lot from 10 to 2, then donating the food item from the food list found on SheridanMedia.com. Cash donations are always welcome. Come on, Sheridan, help fill the bus for the food group, making a difference one kid at a time. From the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio on 103.9 FM and News Talk 930. K-R-O-B.